Listening to the Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, yeah, we're back, baby. Vince Quinn with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a good weekend so far. Obviously, a lot of things to get into the NBA Finals. We've got a lot of stuff in the NFL. The Astros. How about the Astros coming back to life? and getting one step away from going to the World Series, right? There's just so many crazy things happening, and we're going to get to all of it. But first, let me tell you that we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Lo- Oh, wait, excuse me. Just the Rocket Mortgage. Dude, I can't even do the read. I'm two minutes. In- I'm not even two minutes into the show, and I'm already blowing the whole thing. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, Rocket Ken. There we go. So what we're going to do tonight is... We're going to be starting with something that's on Tuesday. Vince, what is on Tuesday? Well, the Titans and the Bills are on Tuesday, right? Because of all of the problems that have gone on with the Titans, specifically as it all relates to COVID. Now, the thing that I keep thinking about with all of this is, has the NFL handled this properly? Have they handled this situation right? And really, are they sending the right message? As of now, with the way they've handled everything, the way they've allowed this to drag on, the way they're doing everything in their power to make sure that this game plays, are they getting the message across? Do you think the rest of the league, if you're somebody that's a fan of a team, whatever it is, do you think that team is nervous about how to handle the COVID procedures based on what's happened with the Titans. What do you think of the NFL so far? What do you think of the punishment that should be given? All that kind of stuff. And if you want to get in, 855-212-4227. That's how you do it, 855-212-4227. But you look at the big picture here. Because for the Titans, obviously, this has been something that's been going on for a couple of weeks. This started, by the way, with the Titans' first case of COVID. You know how long it's been? September 24th. September 24th, okay, they signed somebody off the practice squad. A couple of days later, that guy gets sick, and suddenly you get a chain reaction. I mean, it's going all over the Titans organization. What you have at this point is 21 total positive tests, 11 players, 10 coaches. It's just gone on and on and on and on and on. And for the Titans... So far, you know, the NFL, they they moved the bye the first week. That's fine, right? You have a couple of cases. We all knew it was going to happen. This was the first team where it really started to spread. We had a little scare with the Patriots, right? You have Cam Newton. You have uh, Stephon Gilmore. Those guys get sick. You go, "Uh uh-oh, these are the two biggest, best players on the Patriots. How bad is this going to get? Offensive player, quarterback, always in the huddle, defensive player. So you wondered where that was going to go. It seems to be fine. New England is fine. But for the Titans... It's been all through the team. So you can't trust anything, right? Naturally, you look at the whole roster up and down and you go, okay, well, yeah, I mean, there's no, it's not a single position group. It's not just one guy. So you got to play it safe. So they, okay, they get the game from last week. They put in the bye. They move the Steelers game and they figure that out. But now, after that move happened, after they decided they were going to move that game and switch the bye weeks, the Titans didn't have any room for error, Right. Everybody knew it. That was a big discussion for all of us. It had to be. Because once they moved that game, and it happened to be that they could use the buys to fill that spot, well, now those buys are gone, right? And as the season continues to progress, this is the first week of bye weeks. For example, the Green Bay Packers, they're not playing this week. They're fine. They're just they're on the bye. It's, that's how it goes. It's week four. Or they've played four weeks of football now, and now you start having the buys. So it is what it is. So... Knowing that the Titans didn't have any margin of error at this point, and the NFL is going to be forced to make tougher decisions with all of this, the Titans went out, and they still had practices. Like, these guys were just like, hey, let's just go to the high school field. And, you know, let me tell you, in the modern age, to think that you could go on a high school field somewhere as a bunch of NFL players and not get noticed 
and not have a picture taken, I mean, what were they thinking, right? Like, just from the idea of, oh, this is going to be sneaky and nobody's going to know, we're going to be fine, uh, the NFL's not going to find out about this. Like, literally everybody in America at this point is walking around with a camera attached to their body, right? We all have cell phones. We all have high-definition footage that we can take. Like, it, it, it's not fooling anybody. So these guys are out in the open. They're holding practices, these little group workouts, right? And they're doing it knowing that they were told not to get together, knowing that the facility had closed, knowing that if this thing continues to spread, they might not be able to play. And think about how big a deal that is for the problems it causes for the NFL if you're dealing with, like, win percentage and how messy that gets when you only play 16 games. When you think about how this game now is getting pushed to Tuesday and just the rhythm of a week and how weird that is if they had to forfeit the game because they kept getting sick and then you're not getting paid, right? Like, there's so many things that go into it. And for the Titans to still go and have these kinds of workouts, whether Mike Vrabel sanctioned them or not, you know, whether position coaches underneath were like, yeah, you know, just go and, and nobody's going to know. Whoever decided to make this choice, players, coaches, anybody, the fact that it happened is completely unacceptable. And to get to this point right now where we're we're approaching Sunday, if you're on the East Coast, it's Sunday. If you're on the West Coast, you got 55 minutes to, to be this close to playing games on Sunday, having those reports come out in the middle of the week, this whole context for the Titans and where they're at and where the NFL is at and the kind of hole that they're in, to not just look at the Titans and and bring the hammer down already, I'm a little worried. Like, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little doubtful that the right thing gets done here. The NFL can still do it. Sure, they could throw out a punishment. They could do it tomorrow. They could do it Monday. It's, It's possible. But here's part of the concern that I have is you have all of that happen, the workouts and everything, then you wait a little bit, then the games play. Maybe the Titans are fine. Maybe they play Tuesday. And at that point, you've had the rest of the Sunday schedule, Monday night football, everybody else, they're wrapped up in that news. NBA Finals could be wrapped up by then, people wrapped up in that. And as the schedule moves along and that game plays and the Titans get back to normal, Maybe the punishment, you know, it goes down a little bit. There's not as much energy and effort behind it, right? If, if you're going to punish your kid and they did something stupid, you're going to do it right on the spot, right? As soon as you find out they did the thing wrong, you're going to punish them. Or if you need a, an hour or two to wind down and get out of the situation, then go back and punish them, you're going to do it. But you don't go back and, and give them five days and go, hey, remember that thing you did a week ago? Like, it's just not going to do anything, right? You do it in the moment. You do it when there's the energy behind it, when you can feel the significance of what that wrongdoing meant. And for the NFL to wait, I do wonder whether they're going to make the right judgment here, whether the punishment is going to be right and what that punishment should be. And so I'm happy to talk about all of that with you. 855-212-4227. Do you think the NFL has handled it so far? Do you think they're going to give the right punishment? How bad should it be for the Titans? Is it that egregious that these guys got together and had little workouts? Or are they just trying to survive? Maybe it's not on them. Maybe they're just football players and this is how they're wired and they have regiments. And if they're not working out, they might as well not even play the game. Maybe that's what you think. Like, I'm happy to talk about it. I don't think there's any reason for those guys to be together in the facility. Bad spot to be. I, I feel bad for them. But you got to play the game. Ultimately, it's about being there on Sunday, giving yourself at least a shot. And when you're taking this risk of having the workouts and having more people test positive, you might eliminate the opportunity to play the game anyway. So give yourself a chance, right? Acknowledge the severity of the situation. Why is the facility closed? The case was spreaded. If it was another team and they were doing this, you know, they were a little lax on the rules, okay. Like, just for example, I'm not going to say I, I know anything about, I don't know, let's say the Jaguars, right? I don't know what they're doing with their COVID protocols. This is not an actual indictment on them. It's just an example. But for things to be happening in Tennessee and for them to catch positive and for the Jags to be loose about the rules, I could get that. It's not happening to your team. You say, oh, well, it's not our problem. We're doing enough and it's fine. But when it's the Titans... And they're the ones that are dealing with it. And they're the ones that have all of this on the line. You got to take it more seriously. It's, it's that simple. You got to take it more seriously. And there's a failure of leadership in a lot of different ways when you look at how the Titans have handled all this. And this is where the NFL needs to step in. They talk a lot. Like, there's been a lot of noise 
over the past couple of weeks about coaches talking to the refs, wearing masks when they do it, just not wearing masks on the sidelines, right? We've seen a lot. We've heard a lot. You've probably heard about it, talked a lot. It's a big issue, right? The NFL has made a big deal about that. So handle the Titans. Do it now. You know, do it swiftly. Do it strongly. And so for me, they got to make this punishment soon. If they, The longest for me they can really wait to do this is Tuesday. It's the absolute end of the line. If they don't do it before the Tuesday game, so then you have the broadcast, the Titans are on TV, the, they're playing the Bills, and these broadcasters, and by the way, Jay Feely's going to be on the show a little bit later, and he's going to be doing the game uh, for Titans and Bills. Yet, while he's on the air, he needs to be talking about the punishment that's been laid down. You know, everybody in that national spotlight needs to be aware of what the Titans did, why they're getting fined, losing draft picks, whatever it is. Assuming this game goes off. Again, it's not a given that they play. It's scheduled for Tuesday right now, but it's not a lock. So for me, they got to make a punishment. They got to make it soon. It's got to be strong and it's got to be enough of a deterrent because right now where things sit, if I'm an NFL team, I'm really not discouraged in any way. I'm just not. I look at this and I go, okay, well, there's a lot of heat on the Titans. and like, they're in a bit of a tight spot, but hey, maybe I've got my bye week and we haven't had anybody sick. So it, it is what it is. So what do you think? I mean, do you think the NFL is going to handle this right? What do you make of the Titans and and really the the sloppiness and and just mess of a situation that they've created for themselves? 855-212-4227. You can also join the show on Twitter, by the way. Happy to read tweets and all that. I try to get back to everybody that reaches out, and that's at It's Vince Quinn. That's all one word. It's Vince Quinn. Now, James Graceffo is producing the show, as always. What's going on, James? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. All right. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing a lot better than you are because let me let me tell you something. Okay, this is this is fun. You're gonna like this. I did not tell you this. I was looking through the NFL odds, the playoff odds, like the NFL. They they put out a list of playoff odds for every single team in the league. Yeah, like playoff probability. Yeah. Yeah. Now and they did it in order of the most likely to the least likely. Sure. Now here's the thing. End of the list, right? Last couple of teams. Carolina, 13%. Washington, 11%. The Lions, 10%. The Giants, 8%. The Texans, 6% playoff chances for the Texans. And then the Jets, your New York Jets, they didn't list them. (laughs) That's funny. This is an impossibility, so we're not even going to bother. I mean, how bad must it have been when the Texans are listed at 6% and they can't even show the Jets probably? Was the Falcons? I missed it. Um, You know, they might have skipped the Falcons, too. There you go. So those teams were probably under, what what do you think, like 2%? they still felt the need to list the Giants. Yeah, at 8 Okay, great. So eight percent and six percent are listable, but and and that's the thing. It's not like it was by division. Say a team that's ninety five percent, a team that's four percent. Like it was trying to ease the the pain as much as possible, and they couldn't even list. Those it's teams. fine. I mean, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I guess you're used to it, right? Yeah, like I mean, it's just... you know, being omitted by the National Football League and their properties, it's great. <laughs> so so, what do you make of the whole mess with the Titans at this point? Uh. I think that the deterrent or, you know, lack thereof here isn't really clear within the league as far as the punishment goes. Like, I know that we don't want to, we're probably not going to see this again. We've already seen this once. So I don't think we're probably going to get into a point where you have 15 guys on one team because guys have realized, oh, this is real. This can really happen. If it comes into our facility, we should just, like, lock everybody up for however long it takes to get... Two, two negative tests or whatever the protocol is to get back to work. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to get into this situation again. But again, like the Titans really got away with with it scot-free. There was no real punishment. Like we already know, have an idea of what the punishment's going to be, right? They're going to get fined X, which I'm sure X is going to be an exor- exorbitant number. But that doesn't come out of the paycheck of Mike Vrabel or anybody who ran this workout. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to dock him a draft pick. Like... Does Mike Vra- do do Mike Vrabel and the fifty three guys on the field care about a draft pick in, in October? Like especially no. Mike Vrabel and the guys who run the show there. Do they care about a draft pick in October? No, they're trying to go out and win every week. So they're not really worried about their third round or fourth round pick right now. Uh, I know the NFL was not going to get them to forfeit the game, even though that probably should have been the punishment, considering that they just came out and they clearly did not care. Like, I get it. You can say you're wired to do this. It's Tuesday. It's Wednesday. This is what we do on a Tuesday and Wednesday as NFL players. But 
for them to come out and show like basic wanton disregard for uh, every protocol that's been laid out in front of them, it, it just shows a lack of a, a lack of respect to the league, a lack of respect to their opponents, a lack of respect to the other thirty-one teams. So, I knew there's no way they're going to forfeit the game, but they should have had to forfeit the game. Yeah, because of their clear disrespect for the rules. Yeah, it's just the it, the unfortunate thing is the NFL's decided that the cost, like the actual raw money cost of canceling the game, is not worth the message that they could send by canceling it. You know what I mean? Like that that driving force of hey, we're just going to throw this thing away. Right. It's Instead a forfeit. Of like putting the Titans on at seven o'clock on a Tuesday and getting all that ad revenue, they'd get nothing. So they're they've obviously shown that. They care, like, which is no shocker. Like, we no. all understand that this is what this is. They're there for the ad revenue, and they're there for the ad revenue for every game that's going to be played this year. But if they really wanted to send a message and show that these are the protocols, you should follow them, and clearly the Titans disregarded every possible rule here, uh, they should have to forfeit the game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so egregious. If you wanted to get in certain things where, like, okay, they at certain times or certain players were lax here and there with the mask, that's, that's going to look bad, and there's issues with that. But they were running workouts when the facilities had been closed down, and they had a lot of cases that kept popping up. They had a stretch where it was legitimately like six or seven days straight they were getting a new case, at least one. So they've run through a lot of this. Again, 21 cases. 21 cases for the team. And and you make the argument like, okay, they don't want to lose the, the game revenue, the ad revenue from airing that one game so they push it to Tuesday. I can understand that. But also, it could be a long-term investment. Like when you're thinking about the course of the season and all of the other games that could get screwed up here, you might be better off just forcing them to forfeit that game and just let everybody know. You know what I mean? Like there's been moments in movies or, or TV. There's a Breaking Bad scene that I don't want to spoil for anybody, even though the show ended like eight years ago. There, there was a great scene in that show where a bad guy's trying to make a point. And he calls somebody up and he's one of his henchmen and he just slices the guy's throat right in front of the, the people that he's bargaining with. And he's basically like, I needed this guy. He was valuable to me. I'm throwing him out anyway to show you, you don't mess with me. And if it was that kind of situation where it's like, you know what, you're going to forfeit this game, everybody else in the league is on notice. If we tell you everything is shut down, that's it. We need to play these games, and if we have to throw one away to show everybody else that that's the deal, that's what we're going to do. But the NFL clearly chose their TV partner, and they clearly have to, they don't want to give money back to CBS to say that we basically decided to forfeit this game or have it not be played to send a message to the Tennessee Titans. Executives at CBS or any other TV uh, TV network don't care that, that don't care that uh, we are sending a message to the Tennessee Titans. They said, "Where's our NFL football game that we paid for?" That's it. Period. Well, and how yeah. are you going to make it up to us if you don't air it? And that's the thing. So, that, and that's what they did. And I can't exactly fault them for that. Again, I I I get why it's happening, but. It could be that you send the message to all these other teams and, and it just gives you a better chance of finishing the whole season. And that's what it's about. I mean, you look at the, the NBA right now. They had a possible finals winner just the other night. This game six coming up on Sunday. That is a potential series closing finals clinching game. And that's what it's all about. You got to get to the end. So I would have loved to see them do something like that. And they got to make a punishment for the Titans soon. So if you want to get in, 855 212 4227. That's how you join the show. I'm Vince Quinn here with you on CBS Sports Radio, and you can find me on Twitter at It's Vince Quinn. Now, I do have an idea, something that could work here that's a bit of a middle ground that gives a punishment to the Titans and allows them to play games and sends a message to everybody. So we're going to get to that on the other side. Keep it right here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to The Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. And if you're LeBron James, you do ask the same question as Stevie Wonder. What do I do? What do I do? Are you kidding me? LeBron James and his luck at the end of NBA Finals games is 
stunningly terrible. I mean, my goodness. Like, I was, I was just talking. Me and Graceffo were talking during the break. And part of it was like, you think of LeBron and remember the J.R. Smith play? What was that, like two years ago? I guess it was two years ago. It was last year with the, with the uh, it Cavs. It feels like an eternity now. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Twenty six. Twenty eighteen. It feels like it's like a million years ago. Yeah. I mean, and it's so funny because that was such an iconic moment. LeBron with his arms outstretched, like Jr. What are you doing? Like, what did you? What, look at what remnants you did. of real society existed. You could go to a Broadway show if you wanted to. Wow. Yeah. Know? I yeah. remember Broadway. Yeah. It seemed like a nice time. You could, you could actually go to an NBA game if you wanted to. Wow, with people. With people. And, like, eat things. Yeah. And you could just, like, lick the back of a chair if you wanted, and there was no repercussions. You could go to the game with a friend. It's just crazy. Wow, I remember friends. Friends were nice. It's been a while, but I remember them. Uh, but yeah, for poor LeBron, he's just had all these issues. And obviously the takesmanship has gone to another level with LeBron James and what happened at the end of the game. So I want to get to that in just a moment. But first, we have been talking about the Titans a little bit. If you want to get in on that, 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. And it's sponsored by Geico. Want to know what's really scary? Seeing just how much you could have been saving on car insurance by switching to Geico. It'll keep you up at night. Switch to Geico and save. Let's go to Ryan, who's out in Pittsburgh. Ryan, what's going on, man? Hey, Vince. How you doing, man? Doing Big good. Fan. Thanks. Um, I just want to say uh, you made a really good point with the uh, suspensions. That's kind of where I was going to go with it before everything uh, unfolded. Um, but I also wanted to kind of just further that note. Um, just saying, uh, with the forfeit against the Bills, like kind of how I obviously I'm a Steelers fan, how that affected the Steelers with having to play 13 straight weeks mm-hmm. and with the suspensions going forward it's like I know this has never happened probably in the history of suspensions it's like could you possibly suspend somebody for that specific game the players who were like negligent or the coach that was negligent let like yeah let the head coach sit out for that specific game well let's say for you example know, for them. the NFL Ryan like they, they have all these guys that they're making a big deal about coaches on the sideline not wearing a mask going up to refs making all these threats like they should just suspend those guys if that's what they want to do they say hey you keep you keep taking your mask off you're going off to refs and, and you're and you're not listening to us and they've issued a lot of public and private warnings at this point then I think it's totally fair game to suspend the guys. They can make up the rules as they want. As we've seen over the years, they can make up punishments as they so choose. So um, for the NFL, anything is possible. It's just a question of whether or not they want to do it. You know, So are they willing to suspend these coaches or players if they're, they're blatantly flouting the rules and not taking this seriously? Um, they, well, they can and they should. That's Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. with you. They should. And we gave up our bye week, and I just think that Brable should probably have to sit out that game, you know? Yeah, it's it's an interesting thought, Ryan, and I appreciate it, man. Like, thinking about Pittsburgh, here, here's the one thing, because uh, it, it's complicated, right? For them to have the bye week get switched to last week, that is unfortunate. It's It's not overly egregious, though, in terms of how unfair it is to play so many consecutive weeks, which Ryan just noted, right? You have to play, what, 13 straight weeks. So that, that stinks, but also there's bye weeks this week. Right? Like, teams have a bye right now. It is scheduled for this week. They do it. So, it's one extra week. Is that unfortunate? Yes. In the grand scheme of things, is it catastrophic? Is it the end of the world? Is it a stacked deck against the Steelers? Not really. The only thing I'll say to their benefit, wasn't a full bye week. You know? So, to have to be in and practicing and think you're ready to play and going through it and and then realize in the middle of the week, like Thursday, late week, that you're not going to play the game, okay, that sucks because that could have been your bye week. And, you know, you could have been playing, like, Fall Guys, which is really popular right now, or Fortnite, whatever the kids are doing these days. You could, they could have been doing that. That would be great, right? That's, that's what you do in a week off. You just do dumb things, especially in quarantine. You just binge watch stuff. The Boys, great show. Oh, my goodness. If you haven't seen the finale of The Boys, oh, my God. Graceffo, great show, right? Amazing show. Yeah, it's like one of the few non-sports things me and you talk about. Yeah, no, it is. Well, we'll find more. Our, our relationship is going to grow and blossom, Graceffo. You I'm have sure. to give it time. I'm you have sure. to give it time. I've only been back for, like, three weeks now, right? This is, well, this is what, show four that I've been back? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you're 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 just like as long as you go home and, and don't text me during the week, it's fine. That's I all. I say that. No, <laughs> I don't know what day it is. I mean, you, you want me to think of what sh- number show this is? You're back. I yeah, know. yeah. I, I think it's show you're number here, four. You're doing the show. I mean, that's really all that matters. Yeah, you're getting paid. You know, that's all that matters. Paid. I, what are you talking about? Well, yeah. I, paid here? <laughs> 
In the radio business? Money? Are you serious? What is that? <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard of it. Um, neither is my bank account. So, anyway, 855-212-4227. Let's, let's go back to the NBA Finals here, okay? Because it's game five. Lakers are up 3-1. LeBron James, hell of a game. Playing his you-know-what off. He's making things happen left and right. At the end of the game, he's driving, he's scoring, and ones, all that kind of stuff. He looks like a master out there. Jimmy Butler, on the other side of the equation, is having a historic finals. He's doing ridiculous things that you've never seen before in a finals. And it's been a remarkable thing to watch. Jimmy Butler's out there giving him hell. LeBron on every possession, trying to, like, reach around and just, bam, like, pop that ball out. He was... It was great. It was a fun matchup. It was a super exciting, just well-played, high-quality game of basketball. If you're a fan of the sport, that's what you live for, is games like that, moments like that, and then with just a few seconds left in the game, this happens. LeBron turns the corner, goes all the way to the basket, throws it backwards. Danny Green for a three. Short. Rebound. Markeith Morris. Morris step back, throws it into AD, and he threw it away. <laughs> Miami ball and the Heat are going to escape. <laughs> Poor John Ireland of Lakers Radio. Yeah, and, and he throws the ball away. I, I can't, like, he just... <laughs> the disappointment in his voice that he has to call another basketball game. He's just like, oh, I thought we were going to celebrate, but no one is here with me because I'm in some studio in California doing the game. Yeah. It's so funny, man. It was like, oh, I, uh, I just spent $80 on this fine toy for my son. Oh, and he ate it. Okay, well, that's, <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not the result I quite expected. Uh, the poor guy. And, and for the end of the game, you see that play happen, and it's crazy because the call, like, I, I get it, and I don't blame Ireland in any way. It's just painting the picture. Danny Green and how open he was. I mean, Graceffo, the guy... He had like the whole court to himself, right? He, I mean, it wasn't he was, just Danny Green either. There was another guy that was wide <laughs> open too. He just LeBron just happened to throw the ball to Danny Green. Yeah, and LeBron got the attention of four other people and said, here's an NBA a capable NBA player wide open at the top of the key. He should probably hit this smart basketball play." No. No. LeBron uh, is a demon now. He's demonized forever. He passed the ball. Well, he's a coward, clearly. I oh, mean, yeah. He's, he's a coward. LeBron James, how dare you with how all dare of your you ability? How dare you make the smart basketball play, you loser? Yeah. Draw, draw four people to your vicinity so the whole floor is open. I mean, if you're Danny Green, yeah, oh, the pass wasn't perfect, right? You know, let's let's play LeBron his reaction to the whole play because he mentions that. Like, let let's let's hear LeBron on the on the how it all went down. We got a hell of a look to win the game, uh, to win the series. Um, didn't go down, um, and then we got the offensive rebound. We turned the ball over. I thought you know, we had a lot more time than I think we even thought. Um, after the offensive rebound and, and you know, uh, pass wasn't executed as as, as we would like, but we, we got to be better. We just got to be better in, in, in Game Six. Yeah. So LeBron James is a complete professional with that play, right? He he goes, you know, we gave it to him. Okay, we made some mistakes there. Also, I could have been a little bit better. We're going to get right back at it, right? It is a totally master class kind of statement based on not offending anybody, acknowledging the wrongs, and just saying we're getting over it. We're not making excuses. We're here to play basketball. And, and that's what he did. But for him to say, oh, well, the pass is a little bit off, I mean, really, when it's that kind of space, who cares? Who cares? I mean, he drew everybody. For Danny Green, he could have gotten the ball, laid down on the floor for about three seconds, done a couple of crunches, you know, and then got himself back up, picked up the basketball, looked around, said, wow, there's still nobody here. I mean, this is a lot of time. Like, there's, there's been a lot of moments where I've been open on an NBA court, but never in my life has I seen this much space. I mean, albeit in an NBA Finals, game six, and he's still looking. He's like, wow, they're still not here yet. And then he shoots the ball. And he missed it. Like, he missed the shot. It's crazy to me. Like, we have such a crazy brain with LeBron James just as a society, just like as a world of basketball fans, of sports fans, that like everything needs to be on his shoulders and he needs to score every bucket and he needs to be like He-Man pulling the sword from the stone. He's just, like, <laughs> you know, he's just like, I have the power. I will dunk. Like, Michael Jordan, to be fair, Michael Jordan, when the game was on the line in the closing, 
opening seconds, he stretched his arms so long that it literally grew about 80 feet and he dunked the basketball. LeBron should be able to do that. That was real life. Don't you know that that Michael stretching his arm like that was real life? Exactly. Yeah, it was totally real. Bill Murray played in a basketball game. Yeah. Wayne Knight played in a basketball game. They were good. Underrated players. Can you believe Bill Murray was on the court like that? Moving like that? I know. For his age, you'd credit like, they, LeBron, they found but Bill Larry Murray Bird was better. Later, and they were like, man, I, we should have had you on the court there, Larry. Yeah. I wonder what Larry Bird's powers would have been. <sighs> I mean, clearly not as good as Wayne Knight's. That's, that's what we all knew. Think anybody listening knows the name Wayne Knight of Toppler? <laughs> Newman, there you go. It's Newman from Seinfeld. But yeah, like LeBron. I mean, it's crazy because it's just this expectation that he needs to do everything all the time because he's a Hall of Fame player and one of the greatest players of all time. It, it's not always about that. He created the moment. He, by the way. The Heat were winning most of that game. He's the reason they climbed back. Anthony Davis hurts his heel. He doesn't do anything at the end of that game. Anthony Davis at the end of the game was useless. He's picking at his foot the whole time. Like, he's standing kind of open in the corner, but he's grabbing his ankle and, and his heel and trying to feel at it. Like, he didn't have anything. So LeBron goes, okay, I need to make all of this work while Jimmy Butler is laying out every ounce of energy in his body to defend me. And so... As he's fighting through all of that and at points takes the lead at the very end of the game and draws four people and creates a hilariously, I mean, legitimately hysterically wide open pass and a guy who's a well-respected professional and three-point shooter misses the shot, it becomes LeBron's fault. Like, at some point, you have to step back and go, this guy doesn't need to do literally everything every second of every game. He's just getting judged differently because, like, I don't know, takesmanship. That's that's just what it feels like. I mean, we all know why he's getting judged differently. He's the face of the league. He's probably, you know, he's one of four players to play in ten finals. I don't know if you knew that one, Vince. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, six finals is a lot. And if you win all six finals and then you pass the ball occasionally to your secondary players, you're the greatest player ever. Yeah, Steve Kerr. Yeah, Steve Kerr, John Paxson, these people. Yeah. yeah. You're the greatest player ever if you do that. Or, you know, they perform, <laughs> they hit the shot. That's why you're the greatest player. Exactly. Like, it's so easy. It's so obvious. He was wide open and missed the shot. He had, a, like, a, a moat had been built around Danny Green, and he could do whatever he wanted. Uh, and he missed the shot. And then after that, in levels of responsibility and blame, Danny Green is one. He missed the shot. And you know what? He's human. You can't miss that shot. Well, yeah, he knows that. But, like, what is shooting a three-pointer at your best? 43, 43%, 44%? Like, you're going to miss it most often. So that's how it is. And then, by the way, Markeith Morris got the ball and sailed it to the moon. He just threw it away. So, like, get the LeBron stuff and get out of here. Uh 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. I'm Vince Quinn. You can find me on Twitter. Give me a follow on Twitter at It's Vince Quinn. That's all one word. You're listening to The Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. So let's talk about Ian Rappaport for a minute, okay? Just just a weird thing that popped up on the timeline the other day that I, I just can't not talk about. Okay, here's what happens. Ian Rappaport, NFL reporter, works for NFL Network. By all accounts, regular guy. You know, not not like crazy, wacky things for me in Rappaport. He tells you about the NFL. He does a lot of live hits from, you know, wherever in his house, nice bookcase, whatever. And that's the deal. Fine. That's It's pretty standard stuff, right? And, and for Ian Rappaport, okay. But then you find a message from Rappaport that it says basically... Based on what I recently posted, I've been suspended from the NFL Network for the past two weeks. And you go, wait, that guy? That guy just got suspended from two weeks from the NFL? What did he do? You know, what happened with Ian Rappaport? Because that's the thing. You have no idea. Usually, when somebody in sports gets suspended, whether it's somebody who, you know, let's be honest, I'm in a business 
uh, where some people say ridiculous, terrible, inflammatory things. It goes viral on Twitter, and as soon as it happens, you go, yeah, that guy's either getting suspended or fired. That's going to happen. You know, different analysts, different hosts, different just whatever. People say incredibly dumb things, and, and they pay the consequences. But you know. You know when it happens, right? You see it. These are people with massive followings. You know, not me exactly, but there are other people. They have massive followings. And so it's obvious. So when Rappaport, who has a massive following, comes out and goes, yeah, I've been suspended for two weeks ago. What did he do? You know, that's it's what happened. Well, it turns out that Ian Rappaport got suspended for two weeks because he put up an ad on his Instagram about manscaping. Yep. There's a company that is very much invested in the hair down there. And let me tell you, fellas, I haven't used it, but I've heard good things. And and for them to do that and pay Rappaport to just release some innocuous video, I would assume, because here's the thing. He got suspended, and then I said, I need to know what he did, right? Like, as soon as I just, I had to know. And then I tried to find the video. I'd searched in the moment. I couldn't find it. I searched a couple hours later. I couldn't find it. Now, maybe it's up at this point, but even when it went up, if it did, hasn't been viral. You know, I can't imagine somebody looked at this and went, you know, Ian Rappaport just did a manscaping ad. Let me hold on to this. This this is something I need to treasure forever. They probably just went, okay, he's got a sponsorship, and so be it. So it, it was just a really weird thing for the NFL to suspend the guy two weeks for that. Two weeks for putting up an unsanctioned ad, if you will, on his Instagram page. Given all the things that the NFL suspends people or doesn't suspend people for, like we open this thing talking about the Titans tonight, and uh, by the way, I haven't heard anything about anybody being suspended. I've heard about possible fines for the organization. Doesn't really impact the players. I've heard about maybe draft picks, right? Could be pretty serious, I guess. But if you're a player, you're fine. Like they're, they're not. These guys held the illegal workouts. They're fine. Ian Rappaport could get punished more for posting an advertisement on his Instagram than actual Titans players will be for the way they handled COVID. That is insane. That's crazy to me. And and the weird thing is, too, that if they just let him do it and, you know, privately they find Rappaport or whatever, nobody would know. Nobody would care. Nobody would be interested. It would just it would just disappear. Like the ad was again, it was totally unremarkable. It never went viral. Just him announcing he suspended went viral. So they made more of a fuss about this than you know, just letting it happen. And and that happens once in a while. Sometimes the suspension is a lot worse than the actual action. It brings about more attention, more fuss. And and that's exactly what happened here. So, uh, so just a really weird situation and uh yeah if, if you want to get in uh, tell me about your male grooming habits no okay don't do that. <laughs> let's not this will be my last show which is something i feel like i've said a lot in the past couple of weeks since i've come back <laughs> 855-212-4227 is how you get in by the way we're coming to you live from the rocket mortgage studios when you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life rocket can so A lot of things to get into here. Again, we did start with what happened with the Titans, how that punishment has not really been laid out yet. If the league, if you're another team in the league, do you take that punishment seriously? Do you think anybody's discouraged at this point? Has the NFL handled it well? I think the answer is pretty clearly no. So 855-212-4227. You can also join the show on Twitter at It's Vince Quinn. That's all one word, at It's Vince Quinn. So let's go to uh, Ralph in New Jersey. Ralph, you're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? Vince, what's going on, my man? Oh, what isn't going on, my friend? A lot of things. All good things, though. Yeah, no, I'm not getting into that. BMI <laughs> on that stuff. No yeah. way. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, big Colts fan. I think it's the more intriguing, maybe the most intriguing matchup uh, today. It's like, yeah, today. Cleveland, uh, Indianapolis at Cleveland. Now, it's amazing. The line actually, the Browns are actually favored now, and I don't think that's amazing. I'll take that back. That's because Anthony Costanzo's out the left tackle, and they got to bring in LeVon Clark to block Miles Garrett, and that's not going to be good. And uh, Darius Leonard's out. Well, my thing with, with the game is, I, I, and I think both teams are going to run the ball, try to control the clock. I think the Colts' offense is to finally show up. I mean, where is T.Y. Hilton? 
Um, the running game, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin was supposed to be this great player uh, behind that offensive line. I'm real happy about the Colt defense. I just a little leery about their offense, and I wanted to get your take, Vince, on this game because, uh, you know, it's pretty split 50-50 from yeah. what I'm reading. Yeah, and it should be. Like, this is a really tough game, Ralph. I mean, you're looking at the Colts and the Browns. Honestly, if you run through the schedule of all the games that are going to be coming up, if you want to go as far as Tuesday in the NFL schedule, Colts-Browns is one of the best games. Like, this this is a great matchup. And what you get is one of the best defenses in the NFL in a lot of categories. They're ranked as the best defense in the NFL in the Colts. And then you get the Browns who have this great running game. That's one of the best rushing units in the NFL. They put up, what, 49 points last week against Dallas. So it, it's a hell of a game. And it's going to be one of those things. Yeah? You know what, Vince? I think me, you, and nine of our friends could probably throw up about 20 points on that Cowboy defense. So I I don't. Well, yeah, that's the the truth. I think the Browns' offense is a lot better. Uh, The rushing game's terrific, and they got all those trick plays they pull. And I think not having Darius Leonard on defense, I mean, you can't. I mean, in my opinion, he's top five defensive player in the league. I mean, I, you yeah. can't tell me not it's having great. him is not going to have an impact. Oh, it is. But uh, the other thing is you look at it and you go, okay, well, for the Browns, they're not going to have Nick Chubb. That could be a factor in this. And you, you see where it goes, right? It, it's All I can say is it's going to be a tight, ugly game. Like, this is a classic football a game, a full team man? game. What's that? I'm going to hold you to it. You got a prediction for me on the you know, game? I'm not, gonna I'm not g- talking I'm- point spreads. I don't care about that stuff. I'm just a big fan of the Colts. You got any idea which way this game will go? Or if I had to make a guess, I would say the Colts win this game. I would, hmm. I would put it on the Colts. I think they've got just enough. And and for the Browns, even, the Browns have more talent. Have I think right now. Things? What's that? Even the way the Browns have been scoring. Huh? I mean, yeah. Well, Ralph, I, I, it's it's going to be a tight game. I've, right now, I'm going with the Colts, and everything changes week to week. And I, I appreciate it, man. Thanks. But yeah, I just it's a tough game. We'll see where it goes. It's going to be one of those like 21-17 kind of games, is what it looks like to me. Or you know, 24-21. Like it's not going to be an absolute high scoring extravaganza. It's going to be close. It's going to be tight. It's going to be just good football. That's that's how I'm looking at that game. But anyway, if you want to get in, eight five five two one two. Four two two seven. Now we started the show talking about um, the the Titans and how everything's going to go with them. How there hasn't been a punishment yet. When should they do it? All that kind of stuff. Now, before the show, uh, Graceffo, you you brought up a really inter- interesting theory. So James Graceffo is producing the show. And hi again. Hello again. So I I just feel like it's good form, you know. So I gotta I gotta I gotta make sure. I, plus I gotta get you the plugs, right? I gotta get you I gotta get you out. There. I have no plugs. Well, good, no, your hair looks great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> nice, nice lock of hair. It's all uh, real. Yes, it is. Uh, I've tugged it. It's a, it's true. So, you brought up a, an interesting theory here, or a, a fun idea when it comes to what happens with the Titans here and the punishment. Can you just, like, just just give people an overview of what you've been thinking. Well, I mean, we're all under the assumption that they're have going to have a draft pick docked now, whether it's a third round pick, fourth round pick, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Why would? The NFL just want to have that draft pick go to waste and just say it's forfeited, as they do usually. Yeah. What if you took all the other 31 teams and you had them submit a blind bet or a (laughs) blind auction bid for this draft pick, whatever it may be, if it's a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick, whatever it may be, you would really find out how much your ownership cares, how much your general manager and coach care about making your team better. And it, it would be a great event the NFL could hold it as some sort of, like, draft lottery because, you know, <laughs> it could hold, like, their supplemental draft gets yeah. nothing. Like, no one cares about it. No. But um, if the NFL held this as, here's the bids for the Titans' third-round pick that they had to forfeit due to not caring about coronavirus protocols, people would care. People would be interested. It'd be, it'd be great. And you'd really find out, like, how much your ownership cares, yeah. how much your team cares— how much they're willing to get better. Like, if you're the Seahawks this year and you have basically no draft picks because you've traded them away, or if you're the Houston Texans and you've basically given all your draft picks away for the next million years (laughs) and you had the ability to basically buy a pick just by submitting a blind bid and submitting money, wouldn't you want to do it? Of course. And that's the thing. Like, the idea, I love the idea because it gets something where, okay, a team gets penalized to pick, 
for the most part, like nationally, if you're on the outside of whatever team that is, you go, ah, they lost a pick, whatever, and you move on. And then locally you go, well, how could they possibly? And you make a, a little bit of a fuss about it when it happens in a draft day. But if you can get that and get that pick that, yeah, is just disappearing, it's just going into the ether and you're moving everybody up. If you're making that an event, like that's exciting. Yeah, because the lottery, it gets ratings, man. The NBA lottery. The NFL Network could unseal every bid as we just go. <laughs> And they could just go by the lowest and highest bid. And it would just be great. You would have 31 <laughs> envelopes and just say, here here they are, lowest to highest. And you just, you read them all in order. Yeah. And, they just say, and then if you're the team who has the highest bid, wouldn't you be excited that you basically got a second round, third round pick? Maybe this could even be a first round pick that they hate the Titans so much. And you basically got it for nothing and just showing that, hey, we laid out the money. We believe in our football operations. We want the draft pick. Why should it just go to waste? Why should it just disappear? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and if you make it money, here, here's what you do too. Is One, you're allowed, so teams can pay whatever they want, and if the, the owners don't want to bid, they don't have to bid. But there is going to be good press that generates from that, goodwill you buy from the fan base, all that kind of stuff that, that is going to help you. Ticket sales could go up because you buy these extra picks. You know, there's just something about that. So to generate that kind of excitement is good. For the league, it's good. For the teams, it's good. And... When you have that opportunity to add the pick, you you also get all this kind of commentary on the draft, right? Like all the gamesmanship of how much to bid. Because the closest example you get right now is fantasy football, right? You get the auction dollars. Have you ever done any of that? Like that kind of stuff is fun, right? So you go, okay, well, I know that there's a running back on the market. I've got 80 free agency dollars left. I'm going to just put like 60 on this guy who's going to only play three weeks of football, you know, but you just know that there's a lot of people out there. So, okay, I'm going to go for the top or I think this guy's going to do it. So I'm going to telegraph to him that I'm going to put in a high bid and I just want him to run out of his free agent dollars. Like if you had that same thing on an NFL scale where you're in a division with somebody, you think they're going to buy the pick and you go, okay, well, hey, we're, we're strongly considering. Well, what do you know? You, you leak all the different reporters. Well, it turns out that what do you know? You know, the Giants and the Jets, they, they're terrible. They have all these top picks. They want to get an extra pick. So the Jets are floating that they're going to buy the pick. Oh, well, now the Giants, who also are terrible, well, they might want to pay more than the Jets. There's an in-town rivalry. Suddenly that builds up. Like, if you're in the division with the Titans, right, and you share that division and you go, know what, we're going to buy the forfeited pick that the Titans had, and we want to use their own first-round pick against them. That's incredible. That's fun. That's exciting. I'm all for it. I hey, love Houston it. Texans, you have no picks. Pay attention. Yeah. Do it. Like, it, it makes all the sense in the world. Because for me, and, and really, this is how leagues need to start thinking, right? Because everything is changing. All the options for people to watch. There's a billion different streaming services. You've got the emergence of eSports, um, just general Twitch, YouTube, all those different things. People are watching other stuff. I know ratings have been a big discussion right now, and like I don't know the credibility of all those things. I don't know the numbers, whatever, but the ratings in general for television have been dropping. For all of the, for everybody, it's been dropping, right? So you got to find stuff to keep people interested, to grab those page views, all those different kinds of things. And one of the ideas that was floated out before, uh, I'm trying to think of who this was, what league it was. It was the idea that you could pick your opponent for the first round of the playoffs. Was that the Major NFL? League Baseball. That was Major League Baseball, yeah. So that, that theory is great, right? Because that draws attention. That is exciting. Now there's gamesmanship. There's stuff on the line. Okay, well, you picked this team. It was a big announcement. Well, why did you do that? Well, here's why. Well, we feel slighted. You know, there's just all this stuff that goes into it, and it adds all these layers to the game, extra drama to each matchup, and that's good for the sport. It's a creative way to get more attention to make the sport more dynamic and more crazy and, and not totally delegitimize things. And then... When you do that with a draft pick, it's just another way. Here's a negative news story that we had, and now it's this once-in-a-lifetime event. It's Willy Wonka and the golden ticket. Let's spend our money, baby. Oompa Loompa. And you go and buy the ticket. Like, that's awesome. I, I just I love that idea. I, I think it's a great one. And I know Roger's listening, and he loves the show. And so Roger, Ro hit us up. Yeah. 855. It, there you go. 855-212-4227. Give us a call, Roger Goodell. We will gladly work out the rest of the details with you. And We're, listen, you want to get this in writing. We sign it over to Roger Goodell. We get a little cut out of it. Whatever they want. Yeah. We're going to call it the James Graceffo auction is, is what it's going to be. Like, um, do you know the basketball tournament? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 
They've got the Elam ending. That's huge. Yeah, which is a great idea, and and that's really fun. If you don't know what they do, it's a, it's a long story, but they have their whole creative specific ending. It's points related instead of time related to end their basketball games and and Google it. But they named it after the guy. You know, the guy invented it. So we'll have the Graceffo forfeited pick bid and and or auction. And again, if your team ever pipes in fake crowd noise when they're not supposed to, here you go. Yes. Take their draft pick. If you're the Patriots and you're filming a terrible football team that you can easily <laughs> beat by 40 points, take their draft pick. Put it up for auction. Yeah. See who wants it. Yeah, it'd be fun. So if you like the idea, hit us up on Twitter. You can do that at It's Vince Quinn. All one word, It's Vince Quinn. Or at No Game James, right? It's No Game James on Twitter, Graceffo? No Game James CBS. There you yeah, go. See, he's got the, the... Get the branding in there. See, I... Get, I, I I don't know if they want me to put the branding in there. <laughs> it might be like, Vince, you should be independent. Let's let's just keep the CBS logo out of your name, buddy. But get back out there. Uh, you can also join at 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Here's what I want to do when we get back is Bill O'Brien got fired, and that was obvious. It didn't surprise anybody really, and he it was deserved that he got fired. But what are the ramifications for everybody Now that Bill O'Brien's been fired, I want to get to that on the other side. Keep it right here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to The Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. And we are seeing the best worst case scenario. Yes, I am Vince Quinn with you here on CBS Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. When you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, Rocket can. So we've been talking about a lot of different things tonight, NBA Finals. Dear God, LeBron James, how dare, how disgusting of LeBron James to drive and draw all of the attention and leave Danny Green wide open. Shame on him. I bet he's regretting that decision, let me tell you. Uh, we've been talking about that. We've also been talking about the Titans and how they have or haven't been punished. And for me, if you got to do something that is going to actually penalize the Titans in a way that makes this team in this moment actually care make players on other teams in the NFL care it's not just fines which would go typically to the owner it's not just sus- uh, the the draft picks but it's suspensions like you need to suspend people and hold these players accountable that matters it's game checks it's hurting the team go and do that because hey if you can't cancel the game you want to get the TV money you don't want to get in the win percentage scenarios I understand that. I get that. I can't fault the NFL too much for that. So, go suspend people. Do that now. And what do you think? 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. I want to get to the best baseball thing ever in just a minute, but let's go to Jacob in California. Jacob, you're on the air. What's up? Hey, what's up, Quinn? Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for calling. Hey, man. Hey, so I had a couple quick points I wanted to... uh see what you thought about this Titans Bills thing going on here. Uh, okay. The first thing, the first is uh, about you said that maybe they should suspend players or, or coaches to, you know, kind of send a message. I guess my question on that would be, how would you determine um, which players would get suspended and which weren't? Cause I know you said, oh, well, Derrick Henry or Tannehill or some of the prominent players. Like, I just don't know how the NFL would be able to justify penalizing certain players over others unless you had evidence that certain players were more negligent than others. Well, yeah, and, and that's and that's totally right. You're you're on point with that. So it's a good question. And, and what you do is for the Titans specifically, there's pictures of these guys having an illegal workout, you know? So get yeah. some of those guys. Now I think that was mostly secondary players, so you can't suspend the entire secondary. But if you pick two or three guys from that secondary and you suspend them that sends a message. You know, those are people that broke the rules after you told them not to. It hurts the team. It hurts that position. And and it drives the point home. So you do that. You suspend Vrabel. Call it a day. 
I agree. And then my, my second point real quick, and then I'll take, take the answer off air, is um, about the scheduling for the Bills. I mean, I don't know if you touched on it much, but they've been going back and forth this week, whether they're playing, you know, it's supposed to be playing this Sunday, now it's being pushed to Tuesday, and they also are losing their primetime game, which is supposed to be Thursday night football against the Chiefs. Now that's getting pushed to Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so the Bills are going back and forth, not knowing who they're playing all week. And the league has already, you know, helped out the Titans with the whole Pittsburgh Steelers thing. I mean, how many times are they going to keep bending over backwards for this team that is obviously negligent to the to, to the protocol? Yeah. And, and, and screw other teams over in the process, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, for the Bills to have these things moved around a little bit is, is incredibly unfortunate. And, Jacob, I appreciate the call, man. Like, you, you look at it and you go, okay, well, they're making this all work for the Titans. And, and that's what it looks like, and I get that. But also... They are just making it work for the sake of having a TV broadcast, right? Like, they want to make the money. They want to play the game. They want to get the Bills players paid. That's been part of the concern is, okay, if they cancel this game and it's a forfeit from Tennessee, well, if you don't play it, how do you pay it, right? So they worry about that. So uh, trying to figure out how all of this is going to go, I mean, for the Bills, it's unfortunate, but that's just going to be a fact of life. You know what I mean? The worst case scenario for them is they they do get the forfeited game and hopefully they get some money if they don't make all of it. But it is a win and you're hoping to be in the playoffs and with Josh Allen playing the way he's playing, they're they should be like not yelling it yet, but if I was a Bills fan, I might whisper something about the Super Bowl to somebody. I might just you know, just yeah, you get a couple of beers in, you get a little bit excited and you go, you know, well with the Bills if they make it to the Super Bowl and you and you say it not ironically for the first time in a long time. So, for them, not a huge deal. But for the NFL, they got to get these games playing, and that's, that's the main concern for them. And if the Titans blow this, and they do get another positive test, then bring the hammer down. I mean, hell hath no fury, right? It's, it's just all the fines, all the draft picks, suspensions, all that stuff. You just pile it up into one big thing, and, and you punish them horribly because you got to let everybody know that you can't screw around with all this stuff. So, Anyway, 855-212-4227 is how you join the show. Now, one of the best things, like, baseball has had some good stuff going on right now. You had the Yankees-Rays series, and that was really good. But the best thing happening right now in baseball, it's the Houston Astros, baby! And you know what? I'm not an Astros fan at all. Uh, there's people who, I, I had the Houston market for a second. They were like, yeah, Fitz is on the bandwagon. No, I'm not, okay? let's. Like, but I am rooting for you. I am undoubtedly right now in this moment rooting for the Houston Astros. Get to the World Series, baby. They're close. They're close. And Carlos Correa, well, he's been there. We're motivated because um, we want to win. We want to be able to bring another championship to the city of Houston. Um, We know what it feels like. um, So we want to be able to have that feeling once again. Um, 2017 was such a special um, year celebrating with the fans um, in Houston. So, you know, the thing that motivates us is to get to feel that again and be able to win other championships. Yeah, so he's motivated. After the first series, he was like, yeah, people didn't want us to be in here. And, and what do you know? We, we kicked their butts and we're on to the next round. And so what do you got to say now? Right? It was, it, he's playing the heel. He's leaning into it. And you know what? Good for Correa. Like, it is one of those things that baseball needs, right? We've talked about this before. It's not groundbreaking stuff. But for them to not have fans in the stands and all the attention that went with it, that hurt baseball, right? It just just did. The Astros have been very forgettable throughout the course of the regular season. And for them to just barely make it into the playoffs and with all the talent they have get hot and start making noise, and if they beat the Rays and they go to the World Series, well, suddenly, baseball, bing, 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 they're the center of conversation. NFL season's going on, but what are people going to be talking about? They're going to be talking about the Astros. I'd love to see it. Right? That's what you want. It's not like, oh, it's the Lord of the Rings, and they've spent three movies building up this big, epic battle, but... Oh, what do you know? Uh, Frodo just lost the ring, and like it's uh, it's over now. They're just gonna end it after two movies. So, whoops! Like it's <laughs> Sauron just fell into a volcano. Whoops! Um, <laughs> you gotta you gotta have the big boss fight. Give me the guy at the end of the movie on the edge of a cliff. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of stuff that you're looking for, and that's what we're on the edge of with the Astros. I want to see that in the worst way. I love a good villain. We're getting that with the Astros right here and right now. I don't want them to win the World Series. I have no interest in that. But if they get there, 
It's compelling. It's good television. I'm here for a good story, right? That's what it's all about. Good competition. The Astros getting there is something everybody can get behind because people will rally against the Astros. I hope they make it. I hope they make it. Would love to see them in the World Series. I, I can't think of anything better. So 855-212-4227. You can also join the show on Twitter at It's Vince Quinn. Now, that's one part of villainy, and I promised you two, and we'll get to the second piece in just a minute, but first let's go to Tony, who's in Baltimore. What's up, Tony? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, doing good. What's up? All right. I want, I want to comment on, on the on the um the Danny Green um shot okay. on um, Friday night. Yeah. Now, I saw the game, and when LeBron, when he went up, he didn't give – See, Danny Green is, is a is – a, he'll run to the spot, and as soon as that ball hit his hand, he's going up with it. LeBron James got up, got up in the air. Now, what I would have done, he should have shot the ball. Let the ref either make a call. Well, wait, or, with, with all the those guys on him? I would have – I would have. he went up in the air. He was already up in the air. I would have just made him – he was close to the basket. You only down one. You only down one. You know? You, yeah, you but it was a wide-open shot for the lead. But I'm saying, you got to understand, if you got – if you – I've seen – I've seen um, um, Steph Curry miss a wide-open um, three – I've seen Clay Thompson miss a wide open three, but see the thing about it is that you got to anytime you go to the hoop and you got a guy that jump and you got to move. If you hit me in my hand, that's one thing. But if I got to move to get the ball, it's a problem. So I look. First of all, I'm not a I'm not a Lakers fan anyway. But nevertheless, I like Danny Green because he went to Carolina. But at the same time. That was that. That was not a good pass on LeBron's um, part. If, yeah, if well, he, it's it's not that, a great pass, Tony. I hear you on that. But with all the time he had, I mean, you can get the ball, do a dribble or two to recover, and take the shot. Like he missed the shot. He's you know, wide open. It's a good I'm not take. Mistaken, didn't somebody? Didn't somebody? Once he got ready, once he got gathered the ball, didn't somebody run out there after him? If I they did, I mean, they had to cover 40 feet, and the ball was already gone. Like, he was so wide open when he got the ball and when he took the shot. Yeah, but, but still, that, it, was, it was a bad pass. It was, on, but, it was, on, he, uh, but he drew four guys and left them wide right. open, Tony. You're it's right. a good pass you're if right. it's not perfect. No, so, you're right. Yeah, I you're just – I, I, I appreciate it, Tony. pass would have been a three-point shot. But Maybe. And Tony, I appreciate it. Here, here's what I'll say, right? It, is if I'm going to make an argument for the LeBron James should have shot at crowd, which in that scenario, I mean, you look at it. LeBron was driving to the net with the express purpose of having Danny Green wide open. That was the goal. He saw it. LeBron has eyes in the back of his head. He makes great passes all the time. He's done it routinely in the finals. That's what he was going for. Let me drive. Let me draw everybody. I'm going to make this nice slick pass. He does. And Danny Green's got the shot that he was looking for. So that's all well and good. The only case you can really make is if LeBron was supposed to do some isolated post-up. You know what I mean? Like something away from the basket. And maybe he's one-on-one with Jimmy Butler all over him. So... That's the alternative. Like, do you want LeBron taking that shot like a mid-range two with Jimmy Butler all over him? Or Danny Green, unbelievably wide open like Moses parting the Red Sea. How is this even possible wide open? There you go with Danny Green. You go with Danny Green. like, I was taking that call just to paint the picture for you. As I was talking with Tony on the phone there, Graceffo, he's throwing his arms up in the air. He's, like, breaking things in the studio. (laughs) You're very bothered by all of this. I can't believe that there are people that will argue something that is so fundamentally wrong (laughs) to the sport we're watching. They are arguing something that is fundamentally wrong to the sport of basketball. When you have one player as talented as that that can drive the lane or drive the baseline, drive anywhere on the court, pick a place on the court, I don't care, and the he brings in four defenders. Meanwhile, if he had thrown the ball up, it's going to get blocked because there are four people there, as was <laughs> just stated. Now, again... People are talking like he threw the ball over Danny Green's head. He did not throw the ball over Danny Green's head. 
Danny Green had enough time to catch the ball, take a breath, bend his knees, eat a sandwich, <laughs> then shoot the ball. He missed the shot. He's a professional NBA player. It's okay. He's not going to make every wide-open three. But you know what? Most professional NBA players will make that shot. And again, for every NBA player tweeting that LeBron made the right choice, but I would have shot the ball like Damian Lillard, you're lying. You would not have shot the ball. You would have passed it to C.J. McCollum. You would have passed it to Joseph Nurkic or whoever's on your team. You would not have shot the ball. Period. End of story. Because, again, everyone can talk from their couch like they're in the game, that they're in the situation. Guess what? They're not. The reason why you're sitting on the couch is LeBron already beat you, right? Right, we were there. Well, no, I it mean, if like, I was on my couch like... and I was LeBron James and I just happened to be, just, just me sitting around, if I just happened to be the greatest player that maybe bas- basketball's ever seen, then here's what I would do with all my experience that it I've built like up over the years. It feels like three months ago, but LeBron already beat Damian Lillard in the Blazers, did he not? So, again, if you want to criticize, look at yourself in the mirror. Take a second. Realize that you're on the couch criticizing the the best player you're ever going to see play in your lifetime. Okay? Who made a wide open pass? Who made the perfect, for the winner? Who made the perfect basketball play? And again, it wasn't rewarded. There are many other times where legends have made the perfect basketball play, and it was rewarded. LeBron to Ray Allen. Anybody remember it? No. He no. Never happened. Never. Nobody shooter. ever. Nobody ever. Jordan never passed the ball, Vince. Just remember, even though we have it on video. And they took the last dance took twenty minutes to tell you how Jordan passed to Steve Kerr after he punched Steve Kerr in the face one day in practice and he didn't <laughs> like him. Uh, just remember, he passed the ball, and he gets lauded because Steve Kerr made the shot. Yep. That's the only reason he gets lauded. That's it. And by the way, it's it's so crazy the amount of time we've spent dissecting and arguing this play tonight over the past twenty four hours as a country online. The amount of mentions for Morris throwing the ball to nowhere. Nowhere. He got that ball and just boop. He just chucked it out of bounds. He loved, like, everybody looked at it and went like, where's that going? Is that for me? I don't think so. It couldn't possibly be. Is that a shot? It's a terrible shot. And then boop. Again, like, Andre the Giant would have had to been on the court for someone to catch the ball that Marquise Morris threw. Yeah, so he throws that ball. We're not even talking about it. How How is that not a bigger story than LeBron James making a wide-open pass? Like, the, the amount of pressure that we put on this guy. Guy, the amount of expectation of perfection is so absurd and it's so constant that people don't realize how crazy it is. It's crazy to look at what LeBron James did and say, well, clearly he should have thrown the perfect pass after drawing four people and just giving Danny Green all the space in the world. Because if that pass was better, then Danny Green wouldn't have missed the wide open three pointer to win the finals. You know, what I mean? it's like, come on. It's, it's, it's crazy that this is LeBron James' conversation. It's not just Danny Green. It's not Markeith Morris. It's LeBron. It's always LeBron. But let me tell you, Morris threw the ball away with like five seconds left. There was plenty of time to dribble in, take some sort of shot, pass it to somebody else, give it to LeBron again so he can make some other catastrophic mistake. You know, like, it, it, there were so many things that could have been done. So it, it just, it drives me nuts if you haven't been able to tell. Um, 855-212-4227. So here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to tell you something else. The, the the Astros and them getting to the World Series is like a playful bad thing in a sense. You know what I mean? Like they they cheated and that's and, and obviously that's terrible for the sport and there's a lot of issues with the Astros. But there's there was something else. There was a big story this week of of something absolutely terrible that happened and I do want to get to that on the other side cuz I think we've all gone through it and that is coming up next. 